Welcome to the Dear Rochester Retire Well Podcast with David Pulsini from Six Point Financial Partners. In this podcast, find your path towards a brighter financial future with David as your guide as he helps individuals, educators, and healthcare professionals explore ways they can build wealth while minimizing risk using a multifaceted, comprehensive approach to personal finance. Are you ready to take the first step towards a brighter financial tomorrow? Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Today, I wanted to talk about how to change financial advisors. Advisors meet new potential clients all the time. Uh, We meet with them here at Six Point through our podcast, through our marketing, and through introductions from our current clients that happens very frequently. And some of these folks will meet with an advisor from our office or any good advisor at any office, really, and they think the process is wonderful. The people really like the advisor, but they already have an advisor and they don't know how to make that change. Okay. Or people think they have an advisor. So they do not even want to meet because changing just seems like a nuisance. Okay. Today, I wanted to walk you through how changing advisors actually happens, what is involved, and what you, the listener or client, have to do in order to change financial advisors. I've heard people say things like, I feel like I'm missing out on some of the planning by staying. But changing advisors is like changing doctors. It's just a pain. (laughs) So I would say that pain has to be worth it, right? Actually, and also it's not really a pain, which I'll get into later. But I've also heard people say things like, I just don't want to deal with a new advisor or have to give another person my life story and my finances. How much can you take out of your current investments and never run out of money? When is the absolute best time to take Social Security? Are you 100% confident in your investment strategy? Are you paying too much in taxes? Why? If something were to happen to you today, what would they find? If you are doubting any of this and would like a second opinion or to review these items, along with many more, feel free to reach out to us. You can visit us at www.sixpointsfp.com or email us at info at sixpointfp.com. Back to the show. Again, there has to be some reason to want to meet with an advisor and then to want to work with them. Maybe your current relationship with an advisor leaves you feeling like something is missing. That's very common. Uh, Maybe maybe you overpaid in taxes. Maybe you saw a statement and got nervous. Uh, Maybe you need to update an insurance policy or your will Maybe you sold a house or a business and you just don't know what to do with the money. Or maybe you just wake up at night thinking, I really, really need a comprehensive financial plan that covers all areas of financial planning, a plan that grows with me as my needs change and evolve. That's a joke, folks. Literally nobody says that. We get it. Okay. So I wanted to break down this changing advisors into two different groups here. Okay, some people think that they have an advisor and others that actually do have an advisor. What do I mean by that? The first group that thinks they have an advisor, maybe they bought a life insurance policy from somebody. Maybe they bought an investment product. Uh, They invested some money with someone, but they never really hear from them. Or they're just on some automatic email list with really bad birthday cards or something. But there's rarely any meaningful dialogue. And if there is, The client feels like they are being sold to. You feel like you're being sold to. Nobody wants to be sold to. Uh, These people have collected 
or they've kind of collected financial products throughout their life. There's no plan in place. And in some cases, they don't even know why they did what they did, right? And these folks are typically not getting the full picture of the panoramic planning. And most time these folks are doubting what they are doing, but they just don't know what to do about it. Or honestly, they just don't think about it. Again, we get it. Let me give you a real life example here. Uh, John and Nancy are married. He's 56. She's 58. He has a 401k at his current employer, an old IRA that he invested with an advisor. He also has life insurance that he bought from a large life insurance company. Uh, he has a couple bank accounts and they have two grown children. Uh, Nancy works at a local hospital, has a 403B, and their income has significantly increased over the last five years. That's a very quick snapshot, but we see this stuff all the time. So John and Nancy, in this case, have sort of gathered or assembled a group of different financial items, okay? John's first reaction, by the way, to hearing that somebody say, hey, I'm a financial advisor, is that, yeah, I already have one, okay? I would think what my 10-year-old daughter says to us now, which is the new thing, right? Really, John? Do you? Do you have a financial advisor? Really? <laughs> so I, I picture this as like going shopping for a car. You're in the parking lot or the lot, car lot, hoping that the salesperson does not come out and talk to you. And it's the automatic response of, oh, no, I'm just looking. I'm all set. Hoping that the salesman will just leave you alone. John is thinking, and we get it. Oh, a financial advisor? I'm all set because he bought some different products throughout the years. Okay. If you're like me, again, I already said this. You can't stand being sold to. So I totally understand why John is blowing this off. But in this case, maybe John just doesn't know what he doesn't know. And obviously, by the way, financial planning is not like buying a vehicle. I think there are more complex challenges to tackle. But anyway, I am willing to bet John's 401k can be reviewed. It could possibly be updated and changed. I would ask John, hey, John, why are you contributing what you are? What's the goal for this account? His old IRA that he had with an advisor could potentially be, I'll call it, modernized. <laughs> Maybe his fees could be lowered and he wants to make it make, work cohesively with his 401k. Okay. What about Nancy's options for her retirement accounts? What is she contributing and why? The life insurance John bought, maybe his beneficiaries are not correct anymore. Or maybe the reason that he bought the policy in the first place is not a concern anymore. Maybe he bought it to get the kids out of the house. And now that they're grown, he doesn't actually need that insurance anymore. Or maybe there's something else he can do with that money. Okay. I would talk to John about how he and his wife have planned for taxes with their current incomes going up, right? Remember, it went up significantly over the last five years. How can we reduce those taxes now and in the future, if that's possible? And what about John's estate plan? Are his documents in the right place? Is everything updated? Can people find their stuff? Okay, so I could keep going, but you can see it gets overwhelming quickly. My point is, John thinks he has an advisor and is all set. Is he? He might actually be, by the way, but in 99.9% .9 of cases, a great advisor can find ways to add tremendous value because it's part of a process and great advisors will have a process in place. So if John does say, hey, wow, yes, this is exactly what I've been missing. I finally found somebody in a team that can help me with all of this so that I have no doubts in how this is being handled. I'm ready to move forward. How do I change? Okay. Here's the answer, folks. In this case, John has little to no loyalty to anybody that he's worked with. A quick interruption. Six Point Financial Partners is taking on new clients. If you would like to take the next step in planning your future with Dave or the Six Point team, please visit them at www.sixpointfp.com to schedule a time or reach out via LinkedIn, Facebook, or simply find us on the internet by searching Six Point Financial Partners. Okay, back to the show.
Okay. All that the advisor needs to do to make the change are their statements in about 30 minutes of John's time and Nancy's time. Okay. He and Nancy, they don't need to contact anybody. They do not need to do anything on their own. At most, they need to be on the phone with the new advisor, maybe to request a transfer form from the back office of the other firm. That's important differentiation because some folks think they have to call the old advisor. You almost never need to speak with that other advisor that maybe sold you that account, okay, unless you want to. But in John's case, the end result of this is the IRAs moved with no penalties or taxes to the new firm. His life insurance can be updated. The 401k and the 403bs are updated and taken care of. The advisor will introduce John and Nancy to their professional network of estate planning attorneys, potential CPAs, and more. And that's it. Okay, so now they're feeling good. They're confident. John and Nancy are now plugged into that new advisor's process. They'll be communicated with on an ongoing basis, and they'll know exactly when they're going to meet with their advisor. And maybe that's once a year, maybe it's twice, whatever they decide that they need and what the advisor decides. So, But the benefits to John and Nancy are seriously life-changing, and it's for them and their grown children. Okay, The changing itself of advisors in this case is really easy. It's nothing at all, folks. Like it, it, <laughs> I can't overstate that. It's, it's really easy. We get statements. We make calls. It's done. And most of the time, the clients don't have to do anything. The more tricky advisor change is the folks that have a longstanding relationship with an advisor or that advisor's team. And again, I, I understand. There may be some personal loyalty here. Maybe they're friends. The client would just feel really bad for changing advisors. And this is a tough one. But here's the truth, folks. If you experience those nagging doubts, and the doubts might sound something like this. Yeah, Bob's been my advisor and friend for 20 years, but he never talked to me about my taxes. Or Bob and I played golf together, but he's never helped me with my estate planning. Or maybe Bob and I never really get together to cover everything. Or he, he never asked me about my real estate portfolio. He never meets with my kids. I think his fees might be high. Bob's never working. And a big one is, I just feel like I might be missing out on something that could benefit us. The fear of missing out definitely will create those doubts. All of this, and by the way, there's a lot more. But if you feel like this, the hardest part of changing advisors, again, is not the actual act of changing. The mechanics are easy. We do it all the time. The hardest part is that personal relationship. So I'll give you another example here. I recently met with a couple who has a couple million dollars that has been managed by their advisor and their friend. And they asked me not to tell this advisor that they were meeting with me. I know the advisor. They were experiencing a lot of those doubts and they wanted to just pay me a consultation fee to look at everything because they did not want to change advisors. They were very clear about that. We can't leave him. Okay. We've known him forever. So I took them up on it. I met with them and and you know this, if you've done something long enough, you can tell very quickly if things are missing. And within five minutes, I could see that many pieces of the financial puzzle had been missed. And I won't even get into what those were. But another thing that stood out to me was these folks were in their early 60s, as is their advisor. Okay, so I asked what they were going to do when that advisor retires, or he slowly just phases out of work. And their answer was, we don't know. And that's another doubt, right? If you're not thinking of that, you should. And that advisor, by the way, should have a plan in place, a succession plan, it's called, and potentially start introducing you to the folks that may take over as the advisor because the advisors are not going to do it forever, right? Okay. So 
also when I met with these folks, there were some tremendous value ads that I could help with them, help them with right away. And I shared them. And at the end of it, we ended up having two meetings, about two hours spent together. They decided that it was worth it to actually make the change. Okay. They had to call and talk to their advisor and I helped equip them. I'll say it that way with what to say to make it easier. And I'm not sure it helped, but it went like this and it was, Hey Bob, this is Mike in June. How are you? Hey, I wanted to let you know that we've met with another advisor and they've helped us identify some gaps in our planning. They're going to help us with our investments, our insurances, taxes, estate planning, and more. And they have a process in place that helps to make sure that nothing is missed and that as we grow and evolve, they're going to cover everything. We appreciate everything that you've done for us. And that's it. Uh, folks, Bob, in this case, might be upset, right? He may, Bob may feel guilty. He may even try to talk them out of it and make new promises, right? I'll do all those things. Let me tell you, I've seen this a hundred times. It, it won't change. We all know that. Nothing will change. But that is a tough conversation. That is what people are avoiding, okay? But at some point, you need to take your own financial planning seriously and not allow Bob to get away with doing what he's not doing with what he's supposed to do, right? He should be working for you. That's the hardest part. Again, it's not the actual changing of accounts. In this case, Mike and June just needed to give me their statements and the rest was easy. They didn't have to do anything. We transferred the accounts. We got them logged in. We plugged them into our system. We walked them through our onboarding checklist, which I will actually share in the next episode. Um, I just thought of that. So we'll go over the onboarding checklist next. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Changing advisors is not difficult. The toughest part is finding the why you need to make the change. Once you have a good enough reason, like a lot of things in life, making it happen is simple. And let me give you some whys. Your why in this case might be this, and it might be something completely different, but these are common whys that we hear. We want to be organized. We want to be proactively met with and communicated with. We want a great relationship with someone that can help us. We want to trust our advisor. We want to know that as things come up, our advisor and their team are on top of it, and even better yet, ahead of it. Okay. We want our kids to be all set. We want to make sure our money goes to where it is supposed to go when we were, we we're gone. And we just want to know that we're going to be okay. That's a big one. We just want to know that we're going to be okay. I'll stop there. I could keep going on that. But the why just has to be big enough. Okay. If you were like the first couple, John and Nancy, and think that you have an advisor, a great team or advisor can help you very quickly. A couple meetings and you should be all set. Okay. If you have a long-standing relationship like Mike and June did with Bob, your reason for changing just has to be good enough, okay? Reach out with any questions. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Six Point Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative and educational purposes only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice. 
nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Six Point Financial Partners. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, Private Client Services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Six Point Financial Partners or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Six Point Financial Partners, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.